Hello, welcome to our Cojunus Fireside Chats. Uh, this is, uh, if you're new to this channel, so Cojunus is a software consultancy company, uh, and this is our Fireside Chats where we like to discuss all things about software craftsmanship, agile, software development in general, everything that we do on a daily basis. And this is the time that uh, myself, as one of the co-founders, I have Mesh, that is another co-founder, and Jose, that is the managing director for Cojunus Spain, uh, so we normally, we used to get together anyway, like in the past, after working hours, to discuss about our days, the, the things that we were doing. Uh, and at some point we decided to, well, why not we start recording those chats? Because like we end up learning with each other, sharing a lot of information. And then we say, well, let, let, let's do that. So, so this is how the Fireside Chats emerged. So every week we try to record every Tuesday. Uh, we are doing live now. So every week we pick a different topic. We don't structure them too much. We normally have a, a, a title uh, uh, for the episode, but I don't know exactly what Mash or Jose will be talking. They don't know what I'm going to be talking. Uh, so, and this is the way that for us to have a more spontaneous chat. So if you are expecting something very well structured, very well reasoned uh, ideas, you're not going to find it right now. <laughs> but hopefully you're going to have some some ideas. Well, hopefully that, there will be reasons, some, somewhat. Reason. I don't know about the so structure. structured. But the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that's the I don't know about you guys. Mine are well structured and well reasoned. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> We're in the wrong chat, mate. <laughs> Where we are, right? So, okay. So today, like what we decided to take is like, uh, we decided to discuss about... Uh, the dichotomy or even a false dichotomy uh, between technical stories and business stories, like from our experience uh, running multiple projects and speaking to many de uh, development teams, uh, it's quite common for us to see people talking about, oh, this is a business story or this is a technical story. And the way that they manage that, sometimes they manage really well, uh, sometimes they don't. They have separate backlogs and, and different people look after different things. So this is what this conversation is about. And I, I believe that a way to, to get started would be, how do we even define? Well, first of all, is it something that you guys came, uh, you, you've come across before? Uh, and how do you define that difference between like, what is a technical story? What is a technical story? Have you seen that before? Or what are your thoughts? You want to go first? I can, <laughs> I can start. Uh, the definitions guy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to provide a definition, but I I actually, in any, any other construction effort, you don't really see this. But, I mean, if you treat software as a construction effort, it can be research effort or everything else. But we do have this tendency to say, well, build the next feature in the most uh, straightforward way possible and the quickest way possible. And what that usually means is that you forget about all the things that allow your system to be sustainable and you just go ahead in the very, uh, I guess, direct sense of the world, build that feature and get it out of the door as quick as you can, not worrying about any structural uh, compromises that you may have made in the code base, right? So, so normally what they do is we would we would create this uh, division between the work that is purely to do with building that next feature uh, that provides I don't know business value or that is visible to the business, 
and the other stuff that is necessary but not necessarily visible to the business. So we call this technical work and business-related work, right? And often what happens is that the, the pressure from the business is so much that when we, we, we start keep prioritizing the, this technical, direct technical work, uh, sorry, business work, and not really paying too much attention to the technical work. So we're, uh, we, we are building one feature after the next without worrying about the structural integrity of the software and the systems that we are producing. And I think that's where we make this division. Uh, uh, and I guess that's, that's the definition of a business task and a technical task. Mm -hmm. Jose, how do you I, see them? I haven't found this, man. Like I always, <laughs> I always see just one backlog and everyone, you know, when adding a new feature, they always <laughs> add everything that they need in order for that feature to take care of the structural integrity as well as deliver, you know, value that is visible for the user. That, that, that has never happened to me. So which parallel uh, universe no, are you from then? Exactly. Like, is it I like work where you work. No. Is it the solar system? Like, is exactly. it a different solar system? Like, no, uh, no. Of course, of course, I've seen this. And in fact, I've, I've uh, seen people, like you mentioned before, manage these different ways, either separate backlogs or the same backlog uh, with different types of user stories no or or, or tasks or uh, i've also seen it as you know we need to add the new feature and whatever we need to do in order to add the new feature we will do we're, we're not gonna take uh, shortcuts on that no and uh, in general i think it's it's very much related to uh, how people tend to think about technical debt and it also, uh, for me, has a relationship with how uh, there's both a perception that technical work is not part of the business work, no, and vice versa. Like the business is not is not also uh, technical, right? And I think this is a this is a communication problem uh, as well that goes beyond you know, how, how you define it or whether you're using backlogs or, or not. No? So, so for me, it's a, a, yes, I've, I've seen it. It's very common. Uh, and it's usually a, a smell no, of, of a couple of things, of that communication issue that we talked about, of um, maturity to some extent on the technical te team to understand what needs to get done properly or what are the trade-offs that they need to do or, or not, no? Uh, and the ownership for for that, no, the whole, uh, you know, if I'm a surgeon, not to to quote someone, we, you know, if I'm a surgeon, no, should I wash my hands? Of course, I need to wash my hands, no, if I'm gonna operate on someone, no? uh, that that kind of thing, no. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so the I, I I've seen this distinction multiple times, and and this distinction. First, I find that they are, they are very unnatural. I, I understand why they happen. I understand the, the causes of it. I just find it unnatural. Uh, it just took me like many years to understand that. But the first is, it's a source of a lot of, uh, how can I say, uh, frustration. 
right? Both from the people that are trying to idealize or conceptualize those business features, and also for the people that are conceptualizing or idealizing the technical features. There is a lot of source of there is a lot of frustration in there. Uh, one of the causes of it, in my view, is that the the, there are there is one type of people they have a perspective of what needs to be done and they prioritize they create tasks or I'll call it, uh, I'll be used tasks and stories interchangeably but like but they create uh, tasks on a backlog according to the perspective that they judge to provide more value to the business and there are different types of people that they have a different perspective of value, of what needs to be done. They see different types of uh, inefficiencies or even like uh, improvements. Uh, and they see value in those things. And that's why they will end up pushing for certain tasks. And because those different group, well, they're different groups, uh, they might even speak a different language. So the people that have more of a business leaning, they will be thinking, or a product leaning, they will be, for them, business value is everything that is associated to a potential potential users of that product uh, or, or any improvements for the business according to the area that they might be. Uh, if someone, when someone is more technical, they, are, they end up seeing different types of inefficiencies or different types of improvements and gains that the, the company could have from a technical perspective. And for them, that is quite valuable and they would like to work on those tasks or propose those tasks. And that creates a friction because they, they are coming from different perspectives. But of course, that, uh, not everyone has the same power to unify those, all those different tasks or proposals and prioritize them. That is normally there will be a, a set of people that you have the the, the responsibility, let's say, to prioritize the, those backlogs. And some people end up, uh, either there is one person that, or a, a group of people that will prioritize a backlog uh, and they will prioritize according to their view of value. And the other ones, sometimes, like either their task will be at the bottom in a single backlog or they what would, they would do, they will create a separate backlog. But that is normally how we get to the situation for me. It's like different people with different perspectives of value trying to push different tasks, and we end up with that potential false dichotomy in the creation or, of or, or as some uh, Jose the, uh, likes to call it, the healthy tension. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to laugh at, uh, of the, uh, about this joke, you need to watch the last episode. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very healthy tension, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, but it, but it's so. So, what kind of uh, problems have you seen this create? Like, why is this not? Uh, let's say a good idea to to make this distinction of value, or at least to manage it in a way in which they're not part of the same thing. No, because of, to to some extent, what we're saying here is depends on what perspective you are taking. No, it's the value that you see, and then you tend to make that distinction between the two. And no, um, but why is that not a great thing, in your opinion? Can we can we just before we talk about it being a great thing? I think there is a problem with the perspective as well. Why are they taking different perspectives, right? Because I mean, if if we look at 
um, why, why do those two perspectives exist? And I have a theory behind it. And I call this uh, story defines stories defined at a level where they are no longer just stories. They are architectural decisions, right? So often what happens, uh, or technical decisions. So often stories are defined at a particular level or tasks or whatever you call them, that they are are actually talking about uh, and prioritizing certain aspects of of the system more than other aspects of the system. And maybe it's it's related so what, to what do you, what do you mean? Uh, like I, I'm sorry, I'm failing to understand. Yes. Yeah. So so, so I, the, the way yeah. So the, the the way I would I would look at this is that you know uh, at at the most I will I will describe a a kind of a, a much more granular level first, right? Sometimes a system is quite complex. And the stories are refined, the epics are refined to stories. And those stories are at the level where they're saying, do this thing in this system, do this thing in this system, and do that thing. And it's the product owners or uh, whoever is defining those stories is deciding what goes in, into what part of the system, right? So, so they so I mean, it's I, not I, a, a, a full slice of. Uh, Value, value increment no uh, it's it's more like uh, pointers to what work needs to be done in which parts of the system is that yeah what you're... and and this can be or even be disguised as a a business story but it's too fine-grained to and it has knowledge of the system right mm-hmm. it has it has technical knowledge implied so they can like you know a, a, a typical example in this case would be, you know, build that button, build that API and so on. That's at one level. And those are easy to spot that they're not really good stories and good features. But even uh, defining to the point uh, is, you know, the user is allowed to add this item to the basket. Yeah. Or they they can even at, even at that level, even though you're describing at a business level, they still have some implicit knowledge around the system. They're not describing value on the delivery of that value. They're describing features at a more technical level, not at the at, so so. What the point I'm trying to make badly is that the the level at which stories are defined can lead to this dichotomy, and and you'd be surprised how high you you think that you may at a high level you may have defined that story, and it still could lead to that dichotomy. And my personal view is that you've already gone to lower level if that is if those stories are defined from one perspective, right? So th- that's where the perspective comes in. I think at some point your your perspectives change or you divide these perspectives because you've gone to lower level in describing value. Uh, so does that make sense? It, it does to me. Although I, there is certainly something in there that is in the way I see it is there is how you are trying to portray value, but not necessarily in the granularity. Because, for example, you can propose, let's say, like you are part of the team and you want to propose uh, something for the team to focus on. Yeah. 
And, and you can propose that at multiple levels. Even if you're just purely thinking about a product uh, or business kind of features, you have features at multiple levels because you might create one that is like a, at a, a roadmap level, right? So for example, for the next quarter or the next two quarters, this is the stream of work that you're going to be working on. And that is quite a high level thing. It's not an item that you would that is ready to work on, but there is, a, a, if, if you think about a product backlog, uh, from a, a, a portfolio view or strategy view, you have like items at that level. Then of course you end up breaking them down into potentially epics and so on and so forth to achieve that. And those epics are written in a way, they have a granularity and they are written in a way where they themselves, they, they provide value at, at that level of granularity. Mm -hmm. And then, but in, in order to actually be something workable by a team in a, in a short, uh, iteration, a short period of time, you end up breaking them down into stories and so on and so forth, and, and then later on tasks even. So mm -hmm. I believe that this, it's still the same for, it's still valid for technical uh, stories. You can still have technical stories at all those levels, right? Uh, the, 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 for me, the, so the granularity, I don't have an issue with the granularity itself. I have an issue is how value is expressed. And, and then, then I agree with, with you sometimes, like when you say like, I want just you to have this button here or, or change, but you are not, we are failing to capture. Why do you want to do that? What are you expecting to be better? What is the benefit uh, that either the company or, well, someone will have after this thing is done? And I think this is where the, the real problem is, is expressing that, value but not necessarily the granularity because the granularity you can still break them down yeah it's, it's almost what well, i actually you're right it's not about granularity it's about the implicit knowledge you have of the solution so i'll give mm. you an example just a rudimentary example i was thinking of like let's say let's say you have a building uh, and a, your product owner comes to you to you and says i want a, an, another room added to this building on the seventh floor adjacent to uh, to room twelve. Room twelve happens to be on the outside of the building. Yeah. So you you want a room, but you want it adjacent to room twelve, and then the person designing says, "Oh, but that's on the outside of the building. I'm gonna have to build a whole structure in order to support this room." And they say, "Ah, oh, but you don't. Uh, I don't care. You need to build it quickly, as quickly as you built the other rooms." Say, so, "Well, what I can then do is maybe." Add like a, a you know like a, a, another small structure next to it. It'll be a bit flimsy, not as good as the other rooms, but I'll build that room. But or you can say to the the engineer uh, in a builder in this case, I want an extra room. I want to accommodate one more person in this building. I want to accommodate one. So then the engineer decides how to to do that. They might come back to you and they say, Well, okay, this is not too bad because I can just add another um, div uh, divider in, in an existing room and turn it in two, or actually there is no more room there, so I'm going to have to build this extra column on the side. That's going to take a long time. But they come back and they, they don't say, uh, they don't talk about the complexity of the solution. They say, given the current solution, this is how long you, it's going to take to give you the next requirement. And the, the person asking for that, doesn't go deeper into why it's taking so long. They trust the person to, to know that they are they're creating a sustainable thing, a safe building, 
And as part of adding this thing, they might, last time they came up with one day and next time they might come up with 12 months and it's still, they trust it. So the, it's not about the granularity of what you're asking. It's that implicit knowledge about the solution that you're imposing on, <clears throat> on the builder as well. And I think yeah. this, is, this is a problem. I, I, but there is something with the granularity. By the way, I, I agree. But there is something with the granularity, especially when you're trying to time box the things to fit into a, a you know, a, a, a sprint, an iteration, whatever you know. You, you have two weeks, and you need to deliver something that is, you know, adds value. And then you tend to, in some cases, maybe. Uh, artificially cut things, no, to to make to make it fit, no, into the into the iteration, or whatever, and that could be a problem, right? Like when that uh, when that granularity, no, is forced by a time constraint or whatever, which takes you from uh, that delivery of, of a slice of uh, value, you know, end to end or whatever into, oh, I need to do at least something, no, or, or some progress in this big thing. So let's see how we can split it again and maybe not do that, uh, that great of a job uh, doing it. No? So granularity can have an impact uh, for sure. But I, I think uh, the awareness, no, and this is the same you know, using BDD, you know, or, or this kind of thing, like how much do you know, or you're, you're writing tests, how much does the test know about your actual solution? You know, like how, how coupled is it to the specifics of, of what you're, uh, of, of what you're building, you know? And that's the same at the definition level, no? or, at, or at the specification level. If you're too coupled, then you start creating this thing, but there's another aspect, by the way, that we discussed at the beginning, which is which was the you know, get it built quickly. Uh, you know, maybe you're maybe taking some shortcuts or whatever, which is an aspect that even if you define at the at that value level, there's this thing be between you know building the right thing, which is what you were uh, kind of talking about, like what is it that we need to build, no, and and building it right, right. Uh, and what you were kind of saying was like, you need to focus on building the right thing. Uh, tell me what that is. And then with the knowledge that we have of the system and with everything, then we will tell you that what's the best way to build it. Right. And mm -hmm. then you, you kind of, you're balancing that healthy tension <laughs> with the, <laughs> no, and, and talking about it and, and all that stuff. No, but, uh, but there's still that aspect of time pressure. No, uh, that may lead you to not always build it the right way. Yeah. And this is, I think, where also some of that comes from because you don't do certain things that maybe you, you know that you need to do in order to get that uh, deliver faster and then never go back to. So somehow you need to keep track of that. No. And this is where, you know, technical stories, oh, we need to factor X. Oh, we need to um, introduce um, auto scaling. Oh, we need to, you know, like whatever technical aspect uh, it is of, of the how you build it. There is, uh, as you were uh, uh, talking, I was thinking that we might have at least two different uh, scenarios here where these uh, 
tension <laughs> between like what is a business and what is a technical <laughs> thing. I'm making it a trend. It's coming back. The examples that you are both uh, providing, they are the amount of, if, if I understood correctly, is the amount of technical work that we need to do within the scope of a business task. Right. So, for example, as Mesh, you said, like maybe there is a business task that are focusing on adding a feature or like I'm able to accommodate another person or something like that. So there is a business task that they want to do with a focus from the user or the product and stuff. And in there, there is a discussion of how much technical work should be done in order to support that feature. How far do we go uh, with the technical implementation? And then there are there's a bunch of trade-offs, and, and some of the trade-offs might be the, the time and money that you take to uh, build that feature. Yeah. So this is one scenario, and I find this scenario actually a bit easier uh, to resolve the I would call it a false dichotomy, but uh, but I find it easier to resolve that uh, conflict, if you like, uh, because it's within. A business concept. So, for example, the person that is like whoever is in charge of the business requirements or the the, the 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 backlog is asking us for to do for something to be done that they already are are convinced of the business value of getting that that thing done. Now it's a, it's the negotiation of how you're going to implement that and the different ways we can get there and the different trade offs that you're going to have in terms of time, money, effort, and so on and so forth. But I find it a bit easier because the the premise, the feature that we are discussing, no one is questioning the value of that feature in that in that scenario. But there are scenarios uh, where the development team is pushing to work on something that the business doesn't recognize the value, and that's a completely separate. Uh, Situation. So going back to your adding an extra room or, or be able to add uh, a person, accommodate another person, assuming that you have a hotel or whatever. This is uh, Those metaphors, they, they fall apart very quickly, but I'll try to build on, on that one. Uh, it is when the development team all of a sudden says, like, I want to do something that is not nothing related to guests directly. And I'll give you an example. Uh, we want to change the electrical system of the, the building. Because if you change the, 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 the wiring, it might save energy. Or we have so we spend so much time uh, fixing electrical problems because there's always a fuse or something that explodes somewhere that we don't have enough time to focus on other tasks. And all of a sudden now, this is a very different type of task. And if we make an association to, to, to development, this is when developers are asking to refactor something or to change the structure of something, or to use a different technology to do something else. Uh, and those tasks, they, the business cannot see the value of them. But most often than not, developers can also express the value of them. And this is, for me, where the, the, the biggest problem is. And, and one of the, the issues, that, well, there are many issues that I see there. One, if someone wants to work on something, is their responsibility should justify the value of working on something because they are exactly. asking so they are asking hey i want you to, you to pay me to be working on something for a period of time and you need to be able to explain the value for the person that is paying that is 
assigning the task, the, 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 the time for you to work on that. If you're not even able to, you yourself are not able to uh, explain the value or convince of the value of, to someone, like you probably don't have a case or, or you need to improve in the way that you communicate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So, so, and this is where I think that uh, one of the issues is, of course, that someone that is also in charge of a, a you can you can also flip that around. That if someone is in charge of the building, they can only have, they cannot, they should not only have a myopic view of, yeah, we want to have more guests in the building when they can barely have the lights on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Right. The metaphor is standing up quite well, by the way. Shoes, I just shoes, came up with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, <I see. laughs> but, 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 yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. And I think you know, using a, uh, that example, right? A, you know, I want to change, I want to change the the lighting. Uh, sorry, the elect electrical circuitry in the building. Well, it's a quite a uh, normal question to ask. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to change it? Right. Because well, it's it, it's posing a health and safety what, risk, and the what, what do you mean? What do you mean you didn't build it right the first time? Yeah. What do you, no? <laughs> this is this is this is the other one. Exactly. No, like, yeah. what do you mean? But yeah. but you just you just worked on that room. We just added that room. Exactly. And you had you, the, wired, you wired all those rooms you, like you, uh, you six months ago. Too, so yeah, why did you change ago. it now? Yeah. Well, well, this is this is another another part. Maybe you know the analogy flies in that side as well is that we also have some responsibility as developers and designers of solutions to make sure that we're not doing it on a whim that we're doing it well so that uh, so that they last so assuming that they have lasted and but they were designed for one purpose and the building has been repurposed or all that kind of thing and you know every new feature in a way is repurposing that building right so but 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 we we do fall and Sandro, I get, that was the point you were making, right? We we as developers, we don't actually help ourselves in the sense that there is an intangible aspect to to software, to a lot of this technical work that we do, and we take it for granted that others see it, right? And that they see it from our point of view. They don't see it from our point of view. They see it from their point of view. So how do you express those things that you are trying to do in their language, in, in, you know, in terms of investment, risk, all those kind of things? This is a key skill that we should have along with all the other skills we learn in terms of building software. But it's actually a very, it's, it's something that is not even taught that, that much. You know, how do you articulate value you know, I mean, I I came through the the software development track from college, but how do you articulate value to people who are non-technical? So on is a thing that we just learn on the side. We don't even learn it. We just stumble until we maybe get it right at some point when we are almost, uh, you know, dying. <laughs> and and there is a like we 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 fail sometimes in multiple aspects because. Uh, there is the articulation of value because like you as a developer, like quite often you are trying to push something. Uh, you have good intentions. Like we all, like whenever someone is proposing a task, a thing for the team to work on or for, for they themselves to work on, 
with very exceptional cases like CV building, I don't want to go into the, the very exceptional case because that are the, we, we all understand that are the CV building. I want to do this with this technology because I want to learn the uh, whatever yeah. technology and then I find another job somewhere else. No, but, but, it, but, but that is very that is very real as well. Like, it, I, I've seen real. many right. of those cases. <laughs> so, 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 but we can, we can generalize, for example, like the, there will be, uh, people that have questionable intentions when they propose uh, a, a task to work on, but 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 I I like to believe that those those they tend to be the minority, right? The, the exceptional cases or focus on a on an individual that either are either is very incompetent to do their job, and, and I mean I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean like they don't have the competence uh, or the competency to 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 actually uh, propose. Uh, good features to uh, evolve, evolve the system, or they are ill-intentioned because they want to build their CV and leave. But but if we if we agree that those would be the, the exceptional cases, like most people would have genuine uh, interest in improving things. They 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 want you to do certain things because they judge important. And we normally uh, developers we fail to. Uh, express the business value of what we want to do in a way that the people that can actually make that decision understand. Because like they need to understand, it's not just to justify to their colleagues, which is already difficult. Even among the developers, they might have completely different uh, ideas of what should be done to improve the system technically, right? Each developer has a completely different idea in what they would like to improve. Uh, but they also need to cross that bridge and, and be able to convince the people that have the authority to, to make the decision of how the time uh, will be spent. But another problem that we have, and this is sort of related to the granularity mesh that you touched upon earlier, is quite often when those tasks are suggested, the developers don't apply the same rigor that we use for the user stories. For the business tasks, the business tasks they want, I want a very well-defined user user story. If it's not well-defined, they're going to complain with the product owner. I want a, a very well-defined acceptance criteria because otherwise, uh, or how we're going to test it, all the examples, all that kind of rigor. But when they propose a refactoring, they don't go through the same levels. Like, okay, so this is the task. This is how I want to break. This is the value. This is how I want to break. This is roughly how long it's going to take. Those are the increments. That's how we're going to measure the, that result. They don't have any of that. They just say, I want to refactor this bit of code and I will be done when I'm done. And that's not going to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think it's a, well, no, it's a very... Gonna fly. It doesn't mean they're not going to try it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's uh, not going to be accepted is, by anyone, right? That's what yeah. I mean. No, but, but and, so, and this is the other thing. Like, I think also on the other side, uh, business has been... The business has been burned quite a few times as well uh, with something like this, right? Where people say like, no, we really need to do this and, you know, we're going to do it fast or whatever. It's going to take X amount of time. And then, you know, it's a never ending uh, refactoring. And that kind of uh, uh, breaks the trust that you could have or the willingness that someone could have, no? Uh, in order to say, okay, I don't fully understand this, but I do trust the people that I, you know, that I'm working with to make the right choices. So I'm going to. But if you do that once, and then it becomes 
an issue and then do it again and then at some point it's just like no 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 forget about that yeah just keep this keep rowing <laughs> no and and exactly no trust is a trust is a very very important point and i think it's it's like you know when you when you say to to the business uh you know we need to spend x amount of time and you you even provide like an idea of you know because this thing has x number of defects every time we release but we're going to do this thing and the defects are going to uh reduce by 20% and uh and uh you know and this will save us this kind of money if we talk about it in effort and you know interruption to business and all those kind of things okay so the business goes go ahead and do it and you go ahead and even if you say that you've done it you spend uh that time doing it and you say yeah i'm done okay is it saving us that 20% uh the worst answer is no the defect rates are at least perceived to be the same well why why and it often happens right because our solutions are often more idealistic than than you know we haven't applied kind of a good scientific method or so on or we haven't articulated that to the business that listen this is a heuristic or this is a not you know this is a hypothesis we're going to experiment we may get better but we may not right no no we will get better and then they they disappointed or or even worse so did we get better you did that effort and did we did we have less uh, defects i don't know i mean we were not measuring defects then and we're not measuring defects now there are defects but i think they are less again you know that's not <laughs> that's not the right way to gain trust right no and there is there is an element uh, and this is not only about the topic that we are discussing but this is like uh, uh, an advice for any kind of uh, potential disagreements in, in how to move forward is at some point if you feel that as a developer as a technical person that you are uh, failing to express uh, well, we feel that your solution is not being accepted because like you want to do something and, and you are finding uh, uh, blocks to it. One way is to stop proposing that solution in the first place. It's like, do we even agree on the on the problem? For example, the person that we are discussing that, for example, do we even agree that uh, we have too many bugs in the system? Do we even agree that this is a, a problem where we are spending too much time and this has been a big issue for us? Because you, you, a lot of developers will say like, okay, we want to do this refactoring thing because we are spending too much time uh, struggling with the code or it creates bugs or whatever else. Right, but as you said, Mesh, are we even measuring those things to start with? And does the other person even accept the premise that we are spending too much time in that area or that we have too many bugs and fixing those uh, that time inefficiency, if you like, or reduce the number of bugs would be priority over something else. Because if you don't start there, we, we have zero chances to convince someone to do something that they don't want to do, or they have a preference to do something else, right? We need to, first of all, agree with the problem, right? So do we recognize this is an issue? If you are able to, to, to have that agreement, that alignment, all of a sudden, because this is another thing that we were back to the healthy tension from us. Uh, yeah. the, but, but like it's sometimes, back. yeah, <laughs> some, sometimes we see that uh, people feel that they are almost in opposite sides. And they feel this way because they are fighting over solutions. 
They are proposing different solutions. I want to do this. No, I want you to do that. But they don't agree on what needs to be done. What is the priority they should take? Because if they start there, they don't, at that point, when they recognize the priorities of issues, they are on the same side. Because now they are in a much better territory to discuss possible solutions to solve those issues. And this is a thing that is a skill. And I don't see a lot of developers uh, willing to put the time and effort you, to achieve you, that. You're talking uh, about uh, the the skill. And I, and I think that's also part of the uh, thing. Because we're... You always mention now the the false dichotomy, right? Mm -hmm. and, and as I understand that is you need to choose between one or the other. It's not necessarily that, right? Like you you could be doing both. This is right? exactly what I just said now. <clears throat> and like if you agree on the problem and prioritize on the problem, you end up removing the dichotomy. Right? Yeah, but, uh, but it's also a matter not only of you know, the priority understanding the problem, but how you split the work, right? Like which we've been discussing as well. Like, is it part of the same work or is it, you know, something different? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is where you could, you know, as part of adding the new feature, I think it was Jirai who was saying something in the chat on, on the uh, point, uh, you know, if as part of adding the new feature you do you need to do some refactoring to decouple to whatever pick some other thing that comes up you do it and that is part of the same work now to do that yeah requires a level of skill requires to have the practices and requires for you to be pragmatic enough to know when to stop and this is something that i it's not the skill because maybe sometimes people do have the skill but they don't know when to stop <laughs> Right, it's like you you start pulling on the thread, and then everything unravels, no? And you end up without a sweater, without a sweater, no? Or it's too late already to you've already invested too much into it, and so on. And this is this is another aspect, right? Like uh, with great power comes comes great responsibility, kind of thing. Like if you are going to go down the route of you know focusing and and doing uh, both things, and so on, you also need to know when it's good enough. Yeah, when to stop there, yeah, and continue with the next feature. Yeah, you also need to know where you want to go so that you don't lose sight of where you left. This is another thing, like you start doing the refactoring, you stop, and then you work on something else. And then, when by the time that you come back, you already don't know, you know, where this thing was going, or if someone else is continuing the work. They don't know where this was going. So all of those things, are, I think, are skills that need to be built in order to be able to work this way. It's not just, oh, let's just put everything and we will do whatever is necessary to put the, the feature out because it, it doesn't work like that. You still need to work within the constraints uh, of the business no? and, and within the uh, needs that you need to, to, to supply no? or that you need to uh, fulfill. Mm -hmm. There is one, one thing, uh, Mesh, I don't know if you want to add something to this topic, but there is one thing that German uh, mentioned on the, the chat that I wanted to highlight. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. By the so, way, so, you, you call him German and he's uh, Hermann. Hermann, Hermann, of course, there is a, there is a <laughs> sign there and like, it's oh, a Spanish it's name. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, Hermann. Herm uh, <laughs> so, Hermann, of course, it's a Spanish name. Uh, so, the so Herman was saying that uh, one thing that he, he 
he, he thinks that it would be a good idea is that developers can go to the actual place where the systems are used and see with their own eyes how everything works in real life. And, and potentially with that experience, uh, if I understood correctly, he, potentially we would be able to consolidate or agree more on what needs to be done moving forward. And I, I, I agree to some degree, uh, Herman. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of systems, and we even have a client that actually uh, is quite a, I think that it would be beneficial for, for some of our people to see how the system is actually used. Uh, I think that the systems that are really focused on users, yes, uh, having that kind of, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, when, when they uh, even like record how users interact with the system or they, they speak to the users uh, themselves. It's not the user experience. It's that user research. That, it, it, yeah, it's part of yeah. Research, lab, user experience research lab or yeah. exactly. So, so, so speaking directly to the user, seeing them using the systems and stuff it, it is a great thing to do, and I think that it, it gives the developers at least a different perspective. And and, and I would agree uh, to to that level. The 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 bit that I that we need to take into consideration is that not every system has. Uh, is focused on users. We have plenty of systems that don't have that users don't access directly, right? And and this leads to to another topic that I would like to to bring to this conversation is how we capture requirements because like uh, a very traditional way of capturing requirements is through user stories. Is exactly what uh, Herman was potentially uh, referring to is that user centric view. Right, so as a user, I would like to so that and so on and so forth. So everything revolves around the user. As I said before, not all, every system has a user. And sometimes when you try to uh, take a, a very technical task and create a user story with that format, it becomes very awkward, right? Because you are trying to bind the user behavior to something very technical to, to try to be, to, to be more, uh, to to uh, maybe target some inefficiencies that you have in the operation side, and it's quite distant from how the user writing that user stories becomes very quirky or, or you know. Yeah, it's not it's not related to. I I uh, I have a like a, a. By the way, I totally agree with your point you're making. The initial point with Harman, I think what we are talking about whether they are. Even if it's a user-centric system, understanding the user is definitely a good thing and you should do it anyway, but it does not resolve this dichotomy because actually what we are talking about here is the relationship between the business who has the kind of like, you know, regardless of as a developer, if you have a user-centric view, great, right? But it also requires whoever else you're dealing with for them to have a developer-centric view as well, right? So, So you need to have have both of these kind of views. But, uh, and so I don't think just uh, having knowledge of how the system is being used and so on will help you resolve this dichotomy. I think it's more related to the roles that we have within the software development effort. Uh, I have a, I sorry, just want to compliment Mesh. The, the, I have even a more fundamental view is that I, I believe that the focus of the delivery team uh, the value should always be to the business itself, where the the users of the business are part of the value to the business. They're not like yeah. a separate thing, 
but they are not the only source of value, if you like. And so they're not, not the direct only... source. They're not exactly. direct, arguably, yeah, because they, through their interactions and better usage, you get the business value, but not directly from their usage. One can argue about that, but but I totally agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the the I think that we if if the delivery team it starts focusing, it stop. It's not that it stops. I don't want to say that we should stop focusing on the users because that's not what I mean. But we should think about the business first. So user satisfaction is part of a successful business, but so yes. is operational efficiency, yeah. right? Uh, so is. Uh, the ability to spin off other ideas or to have that ability to try new things out, to experiment, to measure. And, and all of that, they are not necessarily related to a user. So the ability to experiment fast or to measure the success of your business or to improve operational efficiency or to even like modernize your uh, part of your technology because either some technologies are inefficiency, uh, inefficient or they are end of life uh, or you are struggling to recruit. So those are all different types of values for the business when you look at the wrong run. So when you mm -hmm. align our requirements, if you think that what is the value to the business and not only what is the value to the user, you opened up a far wider um, uh, range of uh, valuable but, increments that you can add to your system. But, but this is this is what, what I mean by granularity as well, because when you are talking about as a user, I want to do to be able to do this, you're already too fine-grained in terms of prioritizing according to business value, because you are talking about the user, what user can do. You're not talking about business value. And when you, you prioritize at that level, you're no longer prioritizing this business value against this business value. You're prioritizing this feature against that feature. And that's where, where the problem happens because, you know, then at that point, you can then start talking about features that are directly usable by the, by the user and features that are directly uh, not usable by, by the user. I'll do a little bit of devil's advocate here. Is, aren't you referring more to the format than the actual uh, thing? Because I can I can write a headline, and the, yeah, the yeah. important part here is you know what conversation we are having around this, not so much what is written on. No, on the, but the, the format. Thing, right? the, I talking about the format, but I'm talking also talking about. I think Sandra was also talking about the the word user story. Yeah, right. You know that already has. It applies a certain level of importance. But you can have that. a, com but, but the, what I'm trying to say is, yes, it, it, it is true, right? Yeah, I understand. You're you're going to a level of granularity, right? When you're already focusing on the business and then when you're comparing things, this is kind of like what you're suggesting, no? Correct me. Eh? Uh, and when you're comparing things, you're comparing uh, already features. You're no longer talking about the business value that you're adding. And I could challenge that. Because again, it's a placeholder, right? Like the card is uh, whatever you write there, you could write, you know, A, right? Or or you, or, you know, as a user or a management system, whatever you want to write in that thing. And I think the important part, I mean, it is true that that can happen, yeah. If you're not making the business value part of the conversation. But you can have a conversation about business value, even if the artifact that you're using is expressing things 
you know, from the point of view of, of the user and so on. But not right? not so, everything can be, I think that's what Sandra is saying, not everything yeah. can be expressed from the point of view of the user. And yeah. yes, I know, but, you know, like but, if you've got a bunch of, eh? bunch of placeholders, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're talking about a bunch of placeholders, a bunch of things in the backlog, then yes, you know, the answer is like if you've got items in the backlog, it's, that it's present like a value, backlog item, no? It's, backlog it's like items, whatever. then I have no problem. But if you start, say user story, backlogs in user stories in the backlog, so the item is a user story, then then there is a problem because you're for you're kind of relegating all other perspectives and and kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh elevating just the user perspective and i think this is this is where the problem is that when everything is defined from the things sandra said it more eloquently than i would but anything that is defined from a particular perspective you are kind of relegating other perspectives even when you shoehorn those other perspectives in they are by by definition relegated they they somehow they are kind of imposters in that user stories backlog you know they, they will make the, the other ones, uh, the other tasks that are not user-centric uh, look very awkward. Second class citizen. And, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they, will, they, they will be automatically, because they are awkwardly, uh, they are expressing value where they shouldn't. So because, for example, because you are trying to assign value to the wrong actor in a way, right? So as I mentioned on the, the electric uh, rewiring the, 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 the building, the, that, that feature, the value is purely for from a business perspective is uh, operational efficiency or something like that. For the user's perspective, there's absolutely zero change, zero improvements. You can still try to force, right? So as a user, I want to switch on every single uh, light switch at the same time in the, across the entire building and not have- And a, not have the fuse. The fuse explode. You know what I'm saying? But, but then when you the express- Exactly, but, but yeah. because you were forced to express through the user's perspective, this sounds so crazy, so unrelated, so unlikely, that would be that, that this would be deeper at times. But if we said, look, you know what? I would like to reduce uh, our, uh, I don't know- Spending ener- on- Energy yeah, consumption or, mm-hmm. uh, by X amount changing how the, the, the type of wires that we use, uh, that's a very different pr- proposition. But, but now the value is being assigned against the right actor. That is the business itself. And as we focus on that, as I was saying, we widen up to the range of improvements or increments that we can add to the system instead of just focusing one perspective. Hmm. I would say the right stakeholder and not the actor because actor. Yeah, is, yeah. Anyway, just yeah, no, to I, use I, some I, I, was, I was struggling a little bit to find, but but is the, no. the the stakeholder could be probably the, the best uh, word. I was struggling a bit to no, qualify the business no. as a yeah. as an entity, you know. So, what so I I think we may have come to uh, a, a quite a good insight. I don't know, maybe that you know, like uh, the a backlog should really be should not be at the user stories level mm. <laughs> no uh, no the, 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 i i don't think so i think that the, Let's the, say the, the backlog should have items in it workable that, items, that deliver right? that yeah. deliver value to the business yeah. that i can agree with some of those yeah, yeah. may be shaped in the form of user stories others may be shaped in different or or why why would you why would you not have a backlog as a you know as as a an item and that item can have a bunch of user stories to define a feature 
uh, or it can have a uh, a cross-functional or non-functional requirement uh, mm -hmm. from the point of view of uh, an operator or or a, a department or all those things. So, yeah. so they are just items that are described in, mm. in the way that they naturally need to be described. Yeah. But now they don't have into, this one and, thing, and which is that they have value, they have value articul well articulated and, and how to measure it and how what the return would, would, would be on that as well. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I wrote a blog post, like uh, I was just finding it in here. It was... Uh, <laughs> I was leaving it this plug time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the plug. Uh, the, that I call min minimum valuable increments. I just paste the link into the YouTube chat. I don't know if YouTube will allow me to have links on the chat and stuff. But but people watching, if you want, you, you can search for minimum minimum valuable minimum valuable increment in the Codurance blog. Uh, you will find uh, the expressing finding a better way. And you don't need to use the the format that I prescribed, but but. If you are able to express requirements, because this gives you a language, right? So the way that you are communicating requirements, if you if, if you express it from the the, the uh, business value perspective, or the value to the business, and you and you have a, a more structured way of uh, applying that. I was a guy approached me on LinkedIn uh, a few days ago. In fact, it was the that conversation that uh, led me to to. To propose this topic for us to discuss, so he 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 said that he found the, the blog post and they started using this minimum valuable increment, and what he said was that was very uh, very uh, actually this, the, the name of the guy is Leonardo Leonardo Tristão, that's the, the name. He's a Brazilian guy, and, and what he said was just using a different language, having a, a way to better express the business value of a technical task and having most people using a similar kind of language to describe the, the value to the business instead of just having that user-centric. Uh, by the way, this guy works for a plot, they have a platform engineering team. So imagine like a platform engineering team, how difficult it is for them to associate their tasks to the, the end user. Right, so someone is highly technical, doing a lot of automation and and, and so on, and this and he used the word in, in that the discussion that I was having with him. That was empowering to the team. They said, like as as soon as we as as a, as a platform uh, engineering team, we found a better way to communicate the business value of the things that we had to do we felt that we connected far more to the business. It was easier for us now to start getting our things done because we could express better the benefit that they would get if we improved certain things in their platform. And I found it very, very cool. You know, like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I, I didn't expect uh, someone saying that the development teams or in this case, uh, platform engineers team that would feel more empowered if they learned how to communicate the value to the business better, which is quite an interesting thing to, to hear. Yeah. Cool. Cool. We have one so, minute. Yeah, one minute so, for the hour. So, so I'm gonna throw. <laughs> I'm gonna throw something in now. <laughs> this is not the. No. Um, no, but I, I I do would like to add at the end 
something to lighten the mood, no? Because again, we've discussed of a few of the issues that something like this has, no? But what if you're mm -hmm. trying to change that and what if you're trying to make things better? Like what can you do or what, what let's say, what would we recommend, no? Uh, to someone who is trying to avoid that, no, or or to let's say not not fall into the same pits that we've described, maybe new pits, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, so what would you recommend? Let's say. Wanna go first, Mesh? Yeah, yeah, I can. Happy to do it. Um, so I I think we we touched on this thing, right? Is that you have to look at your, your audience and you have to work with, with the people around you, right? So developers are not the only people that you need to convince, especially when you are working on things that, that, you, that are technical of, in nature. It does not mean they are in any... I think it's important for you to believe that they, they are not diminished in value. They, might, they are extremely valuable. It's about how well you articulate that value to convince others business uh, product owners and so on they actually have an easier job because they are coming from features perspective and so on where it's easier to attach value attach revenues all those things to certain features that are being developed but that doesn't mean the other things that other work that needs to be done and is a must that doesn't have value it's just that you have to work a bit harder to be able to describe its, its value the other thing is that it's not just about hearsay that you need to learn how to measure that value, right? So you need to be able to put systems in place where you are measuring these things. If there are lots of defects and you are trying to reduce defects, you should be measuring defects and trends on those defects or how the system goes down or the time it takes to get one feature through because there is so much of complexity in the system that you are trying to, to get rid of. So to so all these things, all this work you do when you measure it, and you you make do something to to make it better, and you measure it again, and that allows you to articulate. And then in some cases also you you would a lot of this work that you do is hypothesis, right? And again, allowing the business to understand the the idea of experimentation and hypothesis and so on, because we are not always clear uh, on exactly what value you would bring. But these things are worth trying. But then again, taking everyone along with you so that you're all in agreement on what's being done and how to measure it and what would be the success criteria and so on. Again, the you know treating things as experiments, proving hypotheses right or wrong, having the culture where you know when a hypothesis is proven right or wrong, it doesn't matter. You actually provided value because you you know you experimented and you you got a result and you're moving forward. So all those things matter. And I think the final thing that I would say is that be very careful when you are prioritizing. You should be prioritizing at the value level, right? And if you're not prioritizing at the value level, then, then you do open yourself up to, you know, this feature versus that other technical task. And this should never be the conversation, you know? They, like, you know, I build this feature and maybe do that technical task later. That is too fine-grained a conversation to be having with people that are coming from two different perspectives, that's not the level at which they can agree on. 
they will make compromises and then so on. And, you know, let, I'll let you do this technical task. So you do my feature next and so on. But that's not a healthy conversation. The conversation should always be at the value level. And that's my two pence. Cool. Uh, Jose, why, why don't you do your, your summary? I know uh, I basically agree with what Mash uh, was saying. I think uh, another angle to that, yeah, would be to basically build the skills uh, necessary in order to be able to do both things, no, and to to face that fake dichotomy that we were talking about. So uh, things like uh, refactoring, like uh, test testing legacy code, or working with legacy code uh, and and your own pragmatism and your own ability to um, make smaller steps in order to get to where you want to go so that you can stop at any point it would still work it would still no and then you can continue later on uh, and figuring out what kind of uh, trade-offs or what what the size of the step that you need is no to, to again go back i you know i always get this phrase wrong uh, math but you know the the whole comeback thing of you know make the change easy and then make the easy uh, change no so that yep. that idea of uh, did i get it right <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> the, the, the the whole idea of you know, know calls it tidy first by the way you're <laughs> writing a book on tidy first <laughs> so, so the, this, yeah, he's publishing the chapters. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, like he's writing yes, in, in, yes, in yes, public. Yeah. That's that's good. I'll take a look later. Um, but yeah, so that idea of you know how much is enough, right? Like, what is why shouldn't I go beyond what I actually need to do this? No, and when I do it, can I make it so that I'm not shooting myself in the foot? No, and and I can evolve from there later on if I need to, or or make it easy for me to change whatever it is that I need to change in order to continue. No, um, and I think those are skills that require quite some time. You need to do, you know, kadas. You need to to do it with real code. You need to uh, force yourself to to making sure that the step sizes are small enough so that you can uh, you can stop. No, uh, at a certain point, and uh, work as well on communicating a vision for a refactoring as well, right? or, or, or a technical strategy, if you will, of, of what the modernization effort is. Because you may have to put that on hold because you know priorities, and that's part of that's part of why you're doing it like that. But if you come back, you definitely want to know where you were, and you definitely want to know where you want to go, so that people can continue. Uh, moving forward with that, no, and uh, and again, all of those are skills and tools that you need to learn because they don't teach you that stuff at the university, right? Like you need to pick it up as you go. Cool. And before I give my final considerations, like if you enjoyed this chat, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, so it helps the the video to be promoted to more people. So click the notification. Uh, Exactly. Click the notification so you're notified when we when we are live or we have new videos. Uh, so but my final uh, considerations is uh, there are multiple things that brings business value. Where users uh, for the systems that have users for uh, businesses that rely on users for their systems, uh, it's the users is a big chunk of it, but it's not the other one. But it's not the only one. 
And, and if you just take one perspective of what brings business to the uh, value to the business, we will be very limited in how we prioritize and what we actually do to evolve the, the, the system. And as I was saying, like, for example, uh, adding more features can make the users happy, but it might not do anything for uh, operational uh, efficiency or focusing on operational efficiencies might not do anything else for the, the users to like more the system. So, but both of them, they have business value. And, and so if we widen up a little bit more and discuss, as Masha was saying, like the main focus is to uh, in, uh, evolve the system in a way that provides values to the business and, and not to a, through a subsection uh, subsection of the the streams of value, if you like. So that for me would be the the, the main thing. And then, of course, that the different different people with different uh, perspectives, they need to be able to articulate uh, how what what they want to do will improve the business. What value uh, the the business will have if they are able to do what they want to do. And that is a much better conversation to have. So, okay, so this, is, was, this was our chat for today. Uh, I would like to thank everyone that was uh, on the YouTube cha uh, channel. Uh, thanks for all your comments. Uh, it's great to have you there and, and, and laugh with you as well. So there are some always some, some funny uh, <laughs> comments in there. Uh, and uh, it's great to hear your opinions and, and so on. I hope to see you here next time. As, we, as I said, we are normally live every Tuesday at the same time. And yeah, I see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.